Are you too old? That's your question. Are you too old? Well, you are old. Shut that off right now before it turns back on. Clinton Jaws here. Clinton Jaws. I got some. Do you guys do this? Do you put Clamato in with your kokanee and ice? It's called a red eye. And I love them. Love the red eyes. I need more Clamato. Mull out. And oh, wow. Can you even see me just spilling everywhere there? That was a dumb opening. I never like starting this stuff. I don't like starting this stuff. I do my checks. I got check, 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 check. Maybe a little bit louder. A little bit louder on that. I, oh my God, that was loud. I grew up in Port Alberni. I grew up here and every night, not every night, Wednesdays, Wednesdays it was comedy night. We'd go to the, the Barclay. And Friday, every Friday, Saturday, we go to the Barclay. We would drink our faces off when we were young. It was a, it was a great time. It was a great time. But we'd have red eyes. It was two bucks a beer for a draft. And I remember going to the Barclay one night, and all night, I had like 10 bucks. So I had, I had like five, five drinks. And I drank red night, uh, red Red eyes. I think they're called red eyes. Are they not called red eyes? But I, I drank red eyes all night long. And I went home. I still live with my mom and dad. And I go to bed that night. And I, I kind of, I don't fall asleep, but I, I, I jump out of bed because I don't feel well. And I run to the toilet and I puke my brains out. And I damn near shit myself because I look in the toilet and there's blood everywhere. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm, I'm bleeding. I'm bleeding. But it was the Clamato coming out of my system. But it scared the jeebas out of me. And I wish I never told that story. I hate it. I hate hearing his eyes. See this? This is a surge. I'm proud of that son of a bitch. I'm just honestly, I'll, I'm gonna, I'll be honest with you. I feel like the RCMP is gonna come to my house and and just take it away. Yeah, we're gonna have to take that away. We're we're watching your podcast and Lucky's not happy with you. You said something that you shouldn't have said, and I'm not gonna be happy when they take it away. I'm not saying they're gonna take it away. You work so hard for it. That son of a bitch. That is everything right there. I'm allowed to still wear it. I can't fit into it. But if I ever got invited somewhere, like some kind of ball or reg dinner, damn right I'm putting it on. I'd have to borrow some straps. or I don't even know if I got all the pieces. I'm sure I do somewhere. But Me and the, uh, I told the wife the other night, I said, I said, uh, you know, I want to put it back on. Like, I want to. 
sometimes when I'm doing this podcast, even though it doesn't really fit, I just want to throw it on. And she's like, oh my God, you should do that. I said, I don't think the RCMP are going to like it. Like it too much. She's like, oh, screw it. Screw it. Who cares if they don't like it? You should put that jersey on while you do your podcast. And I'm like, hold on a second. Did you just call it a jersey? She thought it was a jersey. And I said, we've been together for this long. And all this time, you thought they issued me a jersey at depot. Fucking dog. You fucking hear that? Talk about ruining a story. Anyways, I got a little bit upset with her that... I know, you can't get upset at that shit, but... Really, a jersey? And I said, you think it's a jersey? And she goes, oh, I'm sorry. Okay, I said it wrong. I meant your costume. And I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> she thought... She th and I'm not, I'm not even shitting you. She thinks I, she thinks it's a costume. Oh, this is so stupid. I shouldn't have brought that up. Dog interrupted my punchline. Ruined that. You would think somebody upstairs would just go, Friday, stop barking, or, you know, grab on to Friday. No. Let's take a call. Hi, Clinton. Um, my name's Carolyn. I just wanted to tell you that I love your podcast. They're fantastic. I've been watching. Thanks, Carolyn. Thanks for calling. And, Wow. I got chicks all over me. That's two calls in a row from females. I like it when the females call. Thank you, ladies, for watching. What's your question? Them regularly. Um, you're hilarious. Um, I love your insight, too. Not tonight. Um, and everything that you have to say about policing. It's very informative, and I really, really, really enjoy um, hearing your point of view. Um, I have a question for you. Okay. Um, I'm 46. Oh, my God. So a little bit <laughs> long in the tooth, I guess. Oh, yeah. And I wanted to apply for the RCMP. I I'm older than you. I got my application in, and it's going really well, but... Um, I'm kind of at that point where I'm wondering if maybe I'm too old. I've reached a point where sometimes dreams kind of have to be put by the wayside. I understand all the complications that come with policing, and I know this isn't the best climate for policing as well, but I just kind of wanted to know what your thoughts are. Is there a time limit where you think, you know what, it's maybe not the best? I've had, obviously, a career up to this point and done all the things I've wanted to do in a civilian life, but certainly wanted to maybe pursue policing, but just wanted some insight into what you think um, and whether you had some advice, maybe pursuing an auxiliary um, uh, position instead with the RCMP as opposed to going to depot. Um, but just wanted your thoughts. Again, you're fantastic. I love hearing what you have to say. 
thanks for any insight you have. Um, if you wanted to call me back too, my number is 403. Oh, no, I don't want to play that. How do I fast forward that? 68867, and it's Carolyn. Thanks so much. Oh. Bye-bye. Thanks for calling. I love it. I love the calls. Guys, 604-330-2512. I love it when you call me. It gets me... First of all, no, you're not going to do auxiliary, okay? You're not going to do that. And I'm not putting down... Well, yeah, yeah. I'm putting down the auxiliary program. You're not... Just don't do it. I don't want to get into it. There's some great auxiliaries, by the way, okay? That's not what I'm saying. I'm just like... Are you too old? That's your question. Are you too old? Well, you are old. <laughs> okay, you're not that old. But you're up there. And that's a good thing. Age is good. You know, they wanted they wanted Mounties to be 28. That was an ideal age. And <clears throat> that's a good age. If I was young, I don't know if I would have made it through it. But, okay, here it is. If somebody called me up today and I'm a couple of years older than you, maybe one year older, okay? If somebody called me up today and said, Clint, you want to go to depot? I'd be like, yeah. The best experience I've ever had in my entire life, the most satisfying thing that, ever, that I have ever accomplished, ever done in my life was depot. And I would love to go back there... And when you're in depot, you don't enjoy it. But when you leave depot, then you wish you would have had enjoyed it, but it's impossible to enjoy. What's my point? You get tested every single, everywhere you go in depot, you're tested. So they don't allow you to like it. It's impossible to enjoy. You're stressed out. Every week flies by. It's a tough week. You get to the weekend. You will never have a better weekend. All your weekends, every single weekend I ever had at Depot was amazing because I made it past another week. It was so satisfying. And when I got my badge, oh man, the feeling that I had. And I got this. Like I got, I got my jersey. You know what I mean? Trying that thing on? Putting that thing on the first time? That's an incredible feeling. So I think about all my experiences, all my feelings. And I would love to go back, do it over with no pressure. How great would that be? It probably wouldn't be the same though because the pressure makes it great. Makes that weekend when you graduate the best weekend you've ever had in your entire life. So do you do it? Of course you do. What, for that experience, to go to depot, finish depot, accomplish something. I mean, it it is something to become a to to leave civilian life and turn into well non civilian police officer. You already said that basically you've already accomplished everything you wanted to accomplish. Even if you don't like it, I know I'm not supposed to say that. But let's say you get through depot and you realize it's not for you. Well, what'd you lose? You didn't lose anything. You gained everything. You gained experiences, accomplishments that you'll never forget. Ever. 
Depo is designed for you to pass. If you can do the pair test before you go to Depo, which you probably already have, anybody who could do the pair test can pass Depo. You got nothing to worry about. There, age, 46 is, really it's nothing. No one says you have to be a cop for 25 years. No one says you have to be a cop for 20 years. Maybe you're a cop for five years. Or maybe you're a cop for 25 years. Nothing wrong with that. There's a reason why you want to do it. So go and do it. Age. That means nothing. I had to edit out a cough there. When I got my badge, it was equivalent to winning the lottery. And then I started my job. My staff sergeant called me a shit show. And the best part of my career was depot in the first five years of being a cop. Don't focus on what's going on today. I know that sounds so stupid. What, I'm, what I mean by... There's 300... What we're seeing is happening in the States. I know there's shit going on in Canada. But if you're going to compare the two, there's no comparison. There's 300... There's over 350 million people that live there. There's 700,000 police officers there. There's more guns than there are people. Like, there's a lot of guns over there. A lot of... I guess... How do I say this properly? You're going to go to work and there's going to be a lot of times that you don't go to a high risk situation. It's going to be very rare that you have to pull your gun and pull the trigger. That's going to be very rare. And I don't even know why I'm getting that deep into it, but I shouldn't. People become a cop for a lot of reasons. I don't know why you want to become a cop. Maybe it's in you. Maybe you always thought about it. Maybe you want to help people. That's what everybody says, right? I want to help people. I don't know. Do you? It's great. It's great to help people. You don't really. You're not real. You know, that's what I thought. I thought that I'd be helping people, but it's funny. One day you're helping the victim and then the next week that victim is the asshole offender. Did that make any sense? One day you're, one day they're the victim. The next day they're the bad guy. That's what I found a lot that happened in my career. So if you think you're going to be helping out a lot of people, that's just not the case. You can think about it. How many times have you called the police, right? You don't get calls from middle-class people. Usually, unless it's like a property file, a B&E, stuff like that. It's hard to find a true... Oh, I can't say that shit. It's hard to find a true victim. I shouldn't have said that. But it's... But it's true. I became a cop because I wanted to drive fast. I worked at Safeway. I went on a ride along and I'm like, okay, do I want to be behind a till, a cash register saying goo goo gaga to little babies? You know what I mean? And talking all sweet and nice to the, the mums that come through. No, I don't. Customers always right. No, I want a job where the customers usually wrong. And I can say you're wrong. I want to be out and about. I want to be outdoors. I want to I want to hop in a cop car and have lights and sirens. I never said that at my interview, but that was a large part of why I became a cop. There's, fuck. There's nothing more exciting. 
Thanks for your call. Hope I answered it. You're not too old. Perfect age. Kind of. Hey, Clint. My name's Chris Berry. Chris Berry, dude. How you doing, man? Thanks for calling. Truck driver and uh, former auxiliary constable. He's a truck driver. How awesome is that? Truck driver. I almost became a truck driver. My brother's a truck driver. Was a truck driver. My uncle a truck driver. My other uncle a truck driver. My aunt's a truck was a truck driver. Both my grandfathers are truck drivers. My dad's a truck driver. My dad's brother was a truck driver. Right on. L division. Uh I think he cut it. I think he said he was an auxiliary in L division. I don't know what L stands for. In the nineties there, I guess, in the <laughs> early two thousands. Anyway. Um look, I wanted to call and say, look, what it what a great job I think you're doing there. Um hmm. I know, uh, I don't know, you give a shit about <laughs> comments. Oh, my number, too, I guess, 905-932-832. Oscar November, 206-3271 at hotmail.com. Anyway, uh, yeah, I just, uh, you know, wondering uh, what you think about uh, auxiliaries. I know, uh, I look back now, you know, the, 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 the program that you have there and, uh, realize how fucking retarded I think I was and doing what I was doing for Christ's sake, you know, uh, out there unarmed and being told, you know, ooh, it's in the green sheets, you know, you, <laughs> you got to do this anyway. Uh, I guess I'm just rambling. No. Um, you know, you remind me of one of the best friends I've ever had, worked within the force. You're a lot like him. Just be careful. He went down the rabbit hole. Uh, he, he went against the machine. Yeah. And the fucking machine always wins. But anyway, he's, I think we've, we've lost him. Anyway, uh, I'm in Ontario now. He's still down at PEI. The other members, everybody's fucking retired. I don't know what happened to the brotherly shit, but anyway. Uh, your talk on PTSD, uh, your comments on that is about the clearest I've ever heard. <sighs> I got an uncle that uh, retired member. Works with the Veterans Association with PTSD, and I remember talking to him about that. He goes, ooh, fuck, I never even thought of fucking auxiliaries. You know, I said, mm. neither did they. They don't give a fuck about their members. <laughs> Why would they care about the fucking auxiliaries? <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. Um, anyway, like I say, you're doing a great job, and I think you're, you know, I think you'll save lives by what you're spreading out there, so. Oh, fuck. What happened? As some people, if you wanted some interviews or stuff, you know, I grew up and worked with a guy, Mark Murphy was the guy's name, wrote a book, Police Undercover. Mm. Uh, I understand it's available at Depot. Anyway, uh, known him all my life, and I don't know if you're going to get into interviews with your podcast and stuff, but anyway, if you're interested, reach out there and put the two of you together. If not, you just say, fuck this retard. And <laughs> I think you press 7 to delete the, <laughs> delete the message. Anyway... Uh, yeah, like I say, great job you're doing, Clint. We'll see you. Thanks, dude. That was nice. And <laughs> I want to do interviews, yeah. When the COVID stops running around town, that's... Who am I going to interview? Fuck, you know, I just want to interview... I don't... Somebody normal. 
It, you know what? No, I take that back. Abnormal. Whatever. Somebody interesting, I guess. I would love to sit down here and shine a boot with a cop. But no cops have contacted me about shining boots. I need somebody to shine a boot. Do you know how to shine a boot properly? That's what I want to do. And just bullshit about uh, cop life. You can be straight out of depot. I don't give a rat's ass. Man, uh, I already forgot your name. Berries or something. Damn it. Great call. You you should have been a stand-up comedian. I'm telling you, man. You should have been a... I, I'm sure people have told you that before. But just the way you talk. You made me laugh. I like that. You miss your calling. Truck drive... Well, maybe you still do it. Maybe not. I'm forgetting what you said. You said so many good things. Auxiliary program. What do I think about it? I feel bad. To, I already talked about this before. I think auxiliaries are the most sweetest people alive. They really are. There's nothing better than an auxiliary cop. Motivated. Ambition. Ambitious. But they're not training you guys properly. They should be training you the paperwork. They should be training you on how to really help out the police officer when you start your shift. Because a lot of times you take a, an auxiliary out, no fault to them, but they just become a ride-along. A lot of them... A lot of them stay in their car. They need to beef it up. They need to fix their auxiliary program. That's all I'm going to... I did an episode on it. I don't want to talk about it anymore. And thank you for liking my PTSD video. Maybe I'll put it up in a card or something. But a lot of people like that video. And it bugs me because I like it. And it's one of the first videos I ever did. And I'm supposed to be getting better at this. I wasn't supposed to be good back then. But that video is good. I love it. I'm proud of that video. It came out flowing. It came out easy. And I love videos that, that just, I don't even have to prepare for you. Just, just comes out. I'm glad you're a fan. I'm glad you're watching. 604-330-2512. I love the call. And thank you for liking my shit. <clears throat> Hello, Clinton. My name is Ben Yates. I'm out of Ontario. I'm planning on applying to the RCMP later this year. However, with current events involving police and policing, it's made me a little nervous. Um, I'm not sure how the outcome of these events is going to affect or change future policing. Um, so I'm just kind of wondering what your opinion is on that. Uh, and I'm just, uh, I'm a big fan of your videos. So thank you and uh, keep up the information. Bye. Thanks, Ben Yates. Thanks for subscribing to my channel. You're nervous about becoming a cop. I don't blame you. Hmm. But there's something in you that wants to become a cop, right? Things aren't good. Maybe they'll never get better. <sighs> but you're drawn to that end. That isn't a bad thing. Man, that's a... like. How will it cha change policing? Oh, man. I just don't see it getting better for a very long time. If it ever will get better. 
Maybe if we have smart, smarter politicians. I don't think that should let you change your mind, though. Like, oh, my God. How many people don't want to become a cop right now? How many people want to retire? How many people have retired? But if it's in your system as a kid growing up and you want to become a cop, don't let that, let that shit stop you. Don't let the wing nuts stop you. The future of policing, I think it's going to be rough. It's affecting every police officer. Well, you know what? I can't say that. I don't know. I don't know. When you, when you It's funny. When you're a cop, you're not even paying attention to it. Really. Well, fuck. If I was still a watch commander, I wouldn't even be watching the news. I wouldn't even know about Chauvin or George Floyd, honestly. I'd just be working in my small my small community and I wouldn't even I'd just be focused on my life, my policing life. But now that I'm retired, it drives me insane to sit back and watch it. It's funny when you're a police officer, Ben. There's a lot of things that you don't even focus on. There's a lot of things you, you're not listening. You don't give a shit what the commissioners Well, you do. You care what Lucky has to say. But you got so many other things that turn you inside and out. Inside and out. If I was still a police officer, I probably wouldn't even be focusing on Chauvin. I wouldn't let it enter my head. There was a lot of bad things that happened when I was a cop. The taser incident at the airport. That really bugged me. But I didn't let it affect it affect me it bugged me that they threw those mem- those members under the bus that was a perfect taser call the guy had something in his hand excited delirium and when we learned the taser course back then you can it, you knew he had excited delirium and the only thing we were taught to get him into custody under control immediately so he can get the medical attention that he needed. How do you do that? You taser him. Taser doesn't hurt him. That's what we were taught. And I guess my point is shit going on all around the world and there's a lot of cops out there that you just it doesn't affect them. You don't even let it enter your head. You're not even paying attention to it because you've got so much other shit to pay attention to. So as an outsider like you, Ben, you're not a cop. And I'm, I don't know if I'm saying this right, but I'm not a cop anymore. So I'm sitting in my chair going, how can anybody become a cop? Those cops must be having a terrible time, a rough time. They probably are, but maybe a lot of them are just like, we don't even notice it. Maybe they're just like that, right? Because they got so much other shit they got to deal with, worry about. They don't got time to turn on the news and focus on it. The ones getting punished, of course. That's a different story. I think this is one of the toughest calls I've ever had to answer. It's bad right now. It's terrible. The bad guy has all the power. A good politician, a good president a good 
premier, a good commissioner, they need to change all that and give the power back to the police. But I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. When I was early on in my career, there was nothing I loved better. Springtime. When, you know, the, the hour just goes ahead or back or whatever. Jump forward, spring ahead. And you start your shift at 6 o'clock at night and it's nice out. Like it is nice out right now. And you're driving around your cop car and it's peaceful. Nothing really going on. No big domestics, no assaults. That happens later. But chicken shit calls come in and you're sucking on a coffee. And you're driving your cop car. Maybe you're smoking a cigarette. Doing something with a cigar. I don't know. You're listening to your music on your in your cop car. And you're going to sh- chicken shit calls like an erratic driver. Or a kid on a motorbike going up and down a street. And you're just bouncing from call to call to call. I miss that. And nobody can... It doesn't matter what's going on in the world. Nobody can take that moment away from you. And those are moments that you're going to have. Those are pretty good moments. The people that are calling aren't calling about racism. They're not mad at you about systemic racism. Shit like that. You know what I mean? It's not like you're walking around with a target on your on your back all the time. The majority of people are pretty smart and they have a lot of common sense and they're normal. And when they look at you, they know you're not racist, even though your boss is telling you that you're racist. Hi, Clint. Uh, my name is Aiden, and I'm a fan of the podcast and a subscriber. I'm just calling because I'm currently 17 years old, and I'm finishing high school in the GTA on Ontario. I live like 40 minutes away from Toronto, and I, I want to pursue a career in law enforcement. So I've actually attended a couple of virtual career fairs for both the York Regional Police, which is north of Toronto, and the RCMP. So I, I also wanted more like you know, education on the topic. So I watched your video on the RCMP versus city police. And you made a lot of great points, so I'm asking for advice to see if I should go to university in Toronto, which will give me a police foundation diploma and a social sciences bachelor of arts degree in four years, and join somewhere in Ontario, or join the RCMP. Thanks, dude, Aiden. Thanks for calling. I don't know what you'd do. I don't know. I know a criminology diploma or whatever. It's going to get you, it's going to buy you, it's not even going to buy you a cup of coffee. Okay. You want to do four years of schooling? You want to spend a lot of money doing that? What for? You don't need it to become a cop. Some police outfits, they want you to have, I don't know, 10, 20, 30 credits of university. And that's fine. Take English. Learn how to type. Be really, like, learn how to write out a sentence. But criminals, like, I took criminology. It didn't do anything for me. It didn't do anything for me at all. Well, hey, you know what it did do? It was a great experience. I got to party every single night, college life. It was unbelievable. That was awesome. That's a good reason to do it. But I remember being a cop and being like, uh, maybe I need a change. Maybe I need a switch. What am I going to do now? Well, I can't fall back on anything. I got no other good skill. So go out and get a good skill before you become a cop. I don't know what that's going to... I remember thinking, driving around, I said, 
said to myself, fuck, I wish I was an electrician. I think I might quit and become an electrician. I think I'm done with the job I'm, or a plumber. I wish I knew how to plumb, but I didn't do that beforehand. Or business or an accountant. You sound like a smart guy. Police sciences? Why? Not going to help you. It's not going to make you a better cop. It's not going to do... I can't believe I'm saying this. But I I just don't see how it's going to help you. Not unless you want to promote like way up there. Which you don't. But even then, I don't even know if that's going to really help you. And do you... And you know what? You watch that RCMP versus City Cop or whatever I... And that was a popular video of mine. And I wish it wasn't because I look back at it and I'm like, oh my God. People are watching this. I said some really weird shit on that video. I cringe every now and then when it pops up and I, and I, and I listen to it a little bit. And just like I'm probably going to cringe a year down the road when I listen to this one. You're right, though. You're right, though. Man, the great thing about the RCMP was when you had a big dick boss, how do you get away from that big dick? You move or you wait for him to retire. You can't do that at regular police stations, right? You you work at Abbotsford. You're stuck there with the big dick around you. You can't get away from him. It's nice to... Sometimes you get tired of a place. Like I got tired of Duncan after five years. I shouldn't have. But it just, it happens, right? I was mad at the paint on the wall. I didn't like the color of the paint in Duncan. It's it's nice to move around. But you don't have to. A lot of people, I'm sure, do fine by staying where they're at. Dude, if I was 17, man, I would go to school and I wouldn't take the bullshit psychology and the bullshit criminology and all that waste of bullshit. I would take something that is going to, that I can actually use that. What are they going to, if I finish this, are they going to hire me? Is somebody going to hire me? That's, that's what I would take. And I would do that for a while before I became a cop and I would enjoy being young. That's what I would do. And then become a cop. And I love that you're 17 and I love that you're listening to my show. And I love that you called. Thanks for your calls, guys. I've been getting a lot of calls lately, and there's some more calls i got to get to. And it's awesome. 604-330-2512. Subscribe to my channel. And, yeah. Go to Depot and get that jersey. You know what I mean? Do it. Nothing better. Okay. Bye-bye.